0: Garland Vision is the proud sponsor of Evansville North High School's podcast production of The Loft. At Garland Vision, think eye care experience. Not just getting an eye exam, Garland Vision is where you can have your eyes examined while sitting in a comfortable chair with a fresh cup of baby's coffee, cool music on the sound system, and the stimulating scent of a seasonal candle wafting through the air. And you won't find our frames anywhere else in town. With our unique visual style and relaxing atmosphere, we've been able to attract the most popular and distinctive eyeglass frame designers in the world. Our appreciation of eyewear truly stands out from the crowd and so will you. That's what Garland Vision is all about. We won't make your glasses in an hour, but we will take the time to improve and maintain one of your most valuable assets, your vision. Garland Vision, 1033 East Mount Pleasant Road, Evansville, Indiana. Visit our website at garland-vision.com.
1: Danny, it's okay. We're back now. Can you move the planchette?
2: It's moving again.
3: H E L L O. Hello, Danny.
2: Not Danny? Not Danny. Who is this then?
3: E. M M A Emma? Emma who's Emma Cold Are you cold? Yes. Why are you cold? Wet. Emma, what happened? Was it raining? D A D E-Y I do not like the sound of that
2: Uh, Hang on, she's spelling something else H-U-R-T
3: U-S
2: Hurt us So her daddy hurt her And someone else too Emma, who is us?
4: B-I- L L Y Okay, Daddy hurt you and Billy? Yes Who's Billy?
1: L O V E Love? Is Billy someone that you love? Yes How did Daddy hurt you two?
3: I don't want to do this anymore. This is scaring me.
1: Don't let go, Christy.
3: D R O W N. Oh boy, drowned.
2: Jesus. Wait, there's more. D O
1: N T L E T H. I am I in? Don't let him in. Oh no! D- don't let who in, Daddy? Shelly? isn't um,
3: that? Shelley. Shane, stop doing that. What's going on?
1: D- don't let him in. It's spelling it again.
4: What's
2: that supposed to mean?
4: Lachelle, I'm not doing this. Look.
5: Make them stop, please. Um, Lachelle, are you okay? You're shaking. Shane, get away from the board. I'm a- I'm not even touching it. Don't let him in. Stop!
0: Holy crap, who is that? I- ah! Easy, easy. Everybody calm down. It's just me.
2: What the... Drake? What are you doing here?
6: The Evansville North High School Drama Department and Garland Division proudly present The Loft, a serial podcast told in four parts. Episode 2, Revelations.
1: What the hell, man? You gave us a frickin' heart attack!
0: Hey, I just had to know.
6: Know what?
0: If y'all were actually dumb enough to fool around with this thing, I guess I have my answer. We didn't invite you, dude. You're not welcome here.
3: Lay off him, Kurt. Shelley, babe, are
5: you okay, honey? I'm... I'm fine. She's still shaking.
0: Anyone want to tell me what happened? No.
5: They were talking to the board, and it kept repeating something, and Lachelle got upset. Yeah, and, and the board
4: was talking back, and then the light bulb exploded.
3: There's glass everywhere. Kurt, grab a broom, will you, before somebody gets hurt.
4: Just as
1: soon as Dracula here vacates the premises. Get the broom. Fine. Uh,
0: I think your friend's having a panic attack.
6: No, she's just, you know, shaken up.
0: Trust me, my mom gets panic attacks. I know what I'm talking about. Hey, hey, don't, don't let him near her. Dude, what do you think I'm going to do? Bite her?
3: Kurt, seriously, I think he's trying to help.
1: Hey, we don't know this guy, and he comes up here uninvited, scaring the crap out of everybody.
0: And- hey, uh, sorry, I don't know your friend's name. Lachelle. Hey, Lachelle. I'm Drake. I want you to take a deep breath with me, okay? Like this. Can you do that for me? Good. Let's do that again. In. And out. In. And out. Let's keep that going.
4: Tyler, dude, what's up with that light bulb exploding?
0: I don't know, bro.
5: Guys, the light bulb was a straight up coincidence. I mean,. Look around. This place is over 70 years old. That means the wiring is over 70 years old.
1: But remember what I said the other day? They completely revamped the lighting system like two years ago.
5: The theatrical lighting system, not the basic fixtures. I mean, look at these things. They're older than time.
1: She's got a point, Kurt. So what? You felt the energy in this
4: room. Shelly, you okay?
0: I think we're doing better.
5: Yeah,
3: I think I'm okay. Thanks to Drake. I guess I was kind of panicking there.
0: It's okay, and I'm sorry if I scared you.
3: I didn't even know you were here until you started the breathing thing.
0: So, what set you off?
3: I don't want to talk about it. It was that
4: board. It was repeating the last words Mom said before she died. Shane!
0: Wait, what?
3: Oh my god.
2: They need
5: to know, Shelley. Lachelle, is that true?
3: Shane, I warned you
4: not to bring this up. I didn't ask the board to contact Mom. It did that on its own, or she did.
3: And, Shell, it knew it And knew what she said.
4: Wait. How do you know my mom's last words? Oh,
3: crap. She knows because I told her.
4: Shell, you didn't even tell me until, what, 24 hours ago?
3: I know, and it's messed up, but I had to tell someone or I was gonna burst. So, like, right when it happened the next day, I told Christy. Nice. I'm sorry, Shane. I should have trusted you first. You think? But I really honestly didn't think it was important. I mean, clearly it was important, but I didn't think we'd be, you know, actually hearing those words again.
0: But you did. Through the board.
4: Or through all these guys. Who else did you tell, Shelly? Half the high school? No one else.
3: And I'm really good at keeping secrets. All evidence to the contrary.
0: Uh, Look, I know I kind of crashed the party, but it looks to me like you really made contact. With what? I don't exactly know, but contact. See? What, what did I tell you? And the thing is, sometimes when a person is in mourning, a spirit can come through the board even if they aren't directly summoned. A spirit can move through sorrow and angst like a conduit. So maybe this was your mom's way of letting you both know that she's still with you.
3: Okay. This guy is really freaking me out right now.
0: Yeah, except he sounds like he knows what he's talking about. My dad was a preacher. Totally against this sort of stuff. Believed it was evil. So that, for me, made it kind of irresistible. Fair enough. So yeah, I've had some experience, which is why I warned you about it at lunch.
3: I don't want to be here anymore. Come on, Shelley. I'll walk you downstairs. Yeah, can we wrap
5: this up? Definitely. Hey, Tyler, do me a favor. Call me when you get home. What for? Just call me, okay?
1: Hey, Drake.
0: Do so you really think that we somehow contacted their mom? You guys definitely latched onto something. I mean, the energy up here was massive. I could feel it all the way down to the bottom of the stairs. No arguments there. You okay, Scrappy? Sure.
4: I mean, Shelly's driving me crazy, but other than that, other than wishing I had a sister I could trust, yeah,
0: I'm great. But she's on target about your goals, right? I mean, when you showed up here whole deal was to reach your mom.
4: Initially, yeah, but I also didn't think we'd reach anything.
0: Here's what I propose. Let this settle down for a couple days. Don't tell anyone outside of this circle what went down up here. But there is a presence here. Maybe it's your mom. Maybe it's something else. But if you guys feel like you can trust me, I think I can help bring whatever it is out in the open, and we can get to the bottom of this.
2: I... I don't know. Kurt... He could have cut and run and left Lachelle in the middle of a meltdown, but he didn't.
1: Well, all I gotta say is, this was off the chain from start to finish. I mean, did that just happen?
0: It totally happened. And trust me, this is just the beginning.
5: Hi, Tyler.
2: Lynn, hey, how's Michelle doing?
5: She drove herself home and Shane was with her, so...
2: That's good, uh, I guess.
5: But that someone would do all of that just to get a rise out of her, is just mean.
2: Wait, you think somebody was forcing the board to spell out, don't let him in, just to mess with her?
5: Shane could have been doing it to get back at her for not wanting him to come in the first place.
2: He let go of the planchette and it still spelled it out, twice.
5: Then maybe it was Christy. She knew what Lachelle's mom said even better than Shane.
2: Christy and Lachelle are best friends.
5: But maybe she told Kurt without really meaning to or Meredith. And Kurt is so desperate to prove the existence of the theater ghost.
2: That's starting to sound almost diabolical.
5: Then maybe it was subliminal. Maybe Shane had the conversation with Lachelle on his mind and was unknowingly forcing the planchette to spell out the phrase and either Christy or one of the others picked up on it and continued the process because that's what their brain was telling them to do.
2: Then... At the end, no one was touching the planchette.
5: But someone could have been wiggling their knee, bumping the board, which, you have to admit, is a lot more likely than us having a convo with the disembodied spirit of their dead mom in the theater wing of our high school.
2: All right, Agent Scully. What about this Danny Crawford business? I assume Kurt spelled that out on purpose, too?
5: I'll be heading to the school library first thing tomorrow, and my first stop will be late fifties yearbooks.
2: We need to look into this Emma thing, too. She was the one we were talking to when things went haywire.
5: We have nothing to go on. Emma said she was drowned with her boyfriend, Billy.
2: And she implies her dad did it.
5: Implication isn't evidence, and even if it were, it would be laughed out of court.
2: Well, something happened.
5: Did it? We don't know the accused, and we don't know the victims.
2: But we have a way to find both.
5: What are you talking about?
2: The new kid, Drake. The dude apparently has a lot of experiences with this stuff. And you'd already left, but... He said he was willing to help us, I don't know, go deeper?
5: Seriously? You're going to mess with that board again after what happened tonight?
2: Lynn, if we could make contact, get proof, it would make a hell of a story.
5: Now you're just baiting me.
2: Is it working? Yes. It's a win-win. You keep right on trying to debunk us, and we'll see what other info we can get from these spirits.
5: I get to be there when you use the board. Deal?
2: We're meeting after callbacks on Thursday. Same time and place.
5: Do me a favor though. Don't get Lachelle involved. She doesn't need this right now.
2: Yeah. Yeah, you're probably right. See you tomorrow then?
5: Tomorrow.
4: We aren't gonna talk about it. What's there to talk about? What's there to talk about? How about that board spelling out, don't let him in? Which you claim you had
3: nothing to do with.
4: Shilly, hand to God, I wasn't even thinking about mom when that happened.
3: I want to believe you. Really, I do. But you and Christy were the only two that knew what mom said. And I just can't believe that you were actually talking to her back there.
4: I didn't talk about it, and that's the truth. And I'm serious. I'm really pissed off at you right now. But- what? But- But- you're still my sister, and I love you, I do, I just want you to be straight with me, that's all.
3: I hear you, kiddo, and I love you too, and I'm trying, I will keep trying, but right now, I just, I can't talk about this anymore. That's... fair.
4: It's been a long day.
3: It's been a long year.
4: So, if I run up and take a shower, you're gonna be alright down here.
3: I'm fine, but don't use up all the hot water.
4: Oh, me? Never.
3: Who is
0: it? It's Drake, from earlier tonight. What are you doing here? I I just wanted to check and see how you were doing.
3: How did you know where I live?
0: I, uh, I I may have followed you home.
3: That's not creepy at all.
0: (sighs) Yeah, I know. But I was sitting out in my van, hitting my vape, debating whether or not to knock, and I finally figured, well, bad impressions or not, I I needed to check up on you for your sake.
3: He's not welcome! Ow. Uh, are you okay? I'm fine, thanks. I think I'm just getting migraine.
0: Ah, uh, yeah. Um, That happens to my mom sometimes after an episode. Uh, you got some aspirin?
3: Really? I'm okay, thanks. Probably just need to lie down for a while.
0: And, and drink water. I'd probably stay away from the TV, too. Not good for a migraine.
3: I'll keep that in mind.
0: So, sure you're okay then? Absolutely. Alright, I guess, um, I guess I'll go then.
3: Alrighty then. Oh, Drake? Yeah? Thanks, you know, for earlier. You didn't have to do that.
0: Well, I, uh, I think we each have a responsibility to make use of whatever mastery we have. You just take it easy, okay?
6: I will.
3: What the hell is going on?
2: At Colonial Assisted Living, we believe that you should enjoy life, and it shows. We offer three meals a day, group activities and outings, as well as transportation to and from doctor's appointments. We have two locations in Henderson, Kentucky, and one location in Vincennes, Indiana. We offer independent living, as well as various levels of assisted living. Our loving staff is thrilled to meet you. Colonial Assisted Living, where you come as friends and leave as family. Colonial Assisted Living, located in Henderson, Kentucky, and Vincennes, Indiana. ColonialSeniorLiving.com.
3: It's beautiful out here, ain't it? It's
2: hot, but, yep,
1: birdie.
3: I like spending these days with you out here on the river.
1: Yep, me too. Long as pot don't catch me sneaking off.
3: All them fields you got, you could spend hours looking and never come across you once. Even if you were working like a dog, but you ain't.
1: I'm not saying I don't love this, but chores is chores. Gotta work twice as hard when I get back.
3: Someday, someday soon, we won't have to see each other on the sly like this. Oh,
1: and what way are we going to see each other?
3: Well, Billy, don't you know it won't be all that long before we have our own little house and our own plot of land? But before all that, the way we'll see each other, it'll be through a long white veil of perfect Belgian lace.
1: And why would I be looking at you through a long white veil of perfect Belgian anything?
3: Because that's what happens at a perfect white wedding.
1: So this veil's in a church someplace?
3: We both are, along with all our kin and all our friends. And I'm the most gorgeous bride in the history of creation.
1: You would be, too.
3: Promise me they'd be singing. I do love the sound of singing in church.
1: Seems to me it's your paw we ought to be worried about not singing in the church.
3: What's so wrong with thinking about our future?
1: Emma, you're going to have to tell him about us. And I mean sooner, not later.
3: Now that's a conversation I cannot rush. I knows it. If I don't judge his mood just right, he's liable to take a hammer to my head.
1: Easier if our families got along.
3: Might as well wish for peace to fly.
1: Both our daddies are stubborn, hard-headed mules, and that's a fact.
3: Billy, let's just pack up our things and run off.
1: I got no money, and neither do you.
3: There are plenty of farms out there in need of a farmhand.
1: Not one that's a total stranger.
3: Any family would be happy to have you work for them, and I could find a job in some town, maybe as a seamstress.
1: Emma, we're too young to be striking out on our own. Not without some help.
3: You sure know how to dampen a girl's spirits.
1: Hey now, Emma. Whatever fate may bring our way, I'm always gonna be at your side. And you know why?
3: Because you love me more than life itself.
1: Right on the first try. Now here's the dog. Watch your fingers. Uh, let me out. Pass the rope, will you?
3: It's a tangled mess, but here you, Billy. Look out!
0: Billy Harris, I always knew you were trouble. Mister Ublaster, what what are you doing? Billy! Get out of that boat, girl.
7: Daddy, what are you doing?
2: Don't you sass me, girl. I said get out of that boat. Let him go, daddy. Get your hands off of me, girl. But he can't breathe. Not with my boot on his neck, he can't, and not face down in the river neither. But you brought this on yourself, <laughs>
6: and I'll not have it. Do you hear me? <laughs> I'll not have
2: it. Daddy, you hurt.
4: That's right, I am, because you may be my little girl, my darling Blossom, but I brought you into this world, and now it's my to send you out
8: of it. That's right.
2: You listen to your daddy now, Blossom and up. It's just like going to sleep. That's
3: right.
4: No more struggles. Just go on to
3: sleep! <gasps> oh my god, Jesus. What the hell? Honey, are you alright in there? Yeah, sorry. Just a bad dream. I'll be fine.
7: Mr. Schulteis, I don't want to make it a habit asking you to stay after class, but I do have a question or two.
0: No, it's cool. Besides, I wanted to apologize for the other day. That wasn't me at my best.
7: No need to apologize, son. And I want you to know that I didn't actually look at your file. Just ask the counselor a few questions.
0: Like I said, I think I overreacted.
7: Sounds to me like this calls for a (laughs) do-over.
0: You know, that's something my dad always said.
7: Oh, I remember. You know, your dad and I were actually roommates for two years.
0: Not sure I knew that.
7: Sure, two years together on the third floor of the wellness dorm. Ha, that was a joke, the wellness dorm. Why's that? We had a smoking lounge.
0: Dad was a smoker?
7: Oh, (laughs) no. Your dad was squeaky clean, careful, cautious, no smoking, no booze. Me, on the other hand, I had a Sherlock Holmes fetish. The first week I was there, I bought a big calabash pipe made out of mahogany and I packed that thing full of McClellan's 221B series black shag. Mm. That lounge filled up with the thickest, most potent fog you've ever seen.
0: Must have driven my dad crazy. (laughs)
7: Oh my, yes.
0: He caught me smoking sophomore year, took me out to the barn with a full pack of unfiltered camels and made me smoke till
7: I puked. But you never quit. Well, I
0: do prefer bathing.
7: I guess we all have our secrets. No way, you still have the pipe? What, here at school? Must be your eyes playing tricks on you.
0: You know, it's kind of crazy that you and my dad were so tight. Oh? Well, sounds to me like you're kind of a troublemaker.
7: Sometimes. And it is true that your dad lived, shall we say, by the book.
0: I bet you never even finished seminary.
7: Oh, I did. Worked first as a youth pastor, then got my own parish. Bright lights, big city. Chicago. Let me
0: guess. You got caught breaking some kind of rule?
7: No, it just takes a lot out of you. You know, dealing with pain and evil day in and day out? I know the feeling. I bet you do. Excuse me? See, the thing of it is, the ministry stays with you. You develop a sort of radar. You never quite lose your sensitivity to things that are just a little off-kilter. You lost me. Drake, the offer I made the other day still stands. If you need someone to talk to, my door is open. Great. That's good to know. It is peculiar, though. What is? The notion that your careful, by-the-book father would ever put himself in a position where he could be crushed by his own tractor?
0: It was a farm accident. Open and shut.
7: I know, I know. Still. Hard to swallow?
0: Read the police report.
7: I should do that. Definitely. Look, Mr. Everett, I've got another class. Drake, is it true that you're the one that found the body? I did, yeah. Please tell me that you didn't see it happen.
0: I gotta go. And you? Stay out of trouble.
7: Oh, I'd like to. Believe me, I'd like nothing better.
3: Welcome to Catherine Alexandra's. At Catherine Alexandra's, we handpick all of our apparel and accessory items based on the latest trends. Everything from slippers to the perfect denim jacket. We have all the best women's tops, blouses, tees, and sweaters and the perfect denims, sweats, and sets to match. Top off your look with a wide array of fashion jewelry, hats, and designer purses. Looking for some of the finest chocolates around? We've got that too. All of this and more is available online at CatherineAlexandras.com.
1: Meredith, over here. Scrappy scored us a table. Hey, guys. Meredith, you look
4: seriously tired.
3: I didn't sleep too good.
4: Eh, me neither.
3: Anybody sitting here? You are. Thanks. Wow, you guys look beat.
1: Yeah, I'm freaking exhausted. Sup, gang?
3: Well, BMOC, she looks bright and chipper. How'd you sleep?
1: Like a baby.
3: After everything that happened last night, how is that even possible?
1: I was super restless, and then when I finally nodded off, I had this crazy dream. What about? It was weird, bro. It was me and Meredith out on some river in this old-fashioned rowboat. We're all decked out in really old-timey clothes. I'm in coveralls, and she's in a frilly shirt and skirt.
3: Wait, you were in a rowboat?
1: I I said that, yes. And it's hot out, and she's got her feet in the water, and I'm just rowing down the river. And all of a sudden, she pulls her feet out of the water, and she's just like, What was that? And I'm like, What was what? She says, Something cold hit my foot. I tell her it was just a fish, so she puts her feet back in the water. But then she jerks her feet out again. She starts pointing, and this decayed body comes up from the water, grabs a hold of her arm, and pulls her into the river.
3: Okay, Kurt, you can stop.
1: Mare, just before you went under, you looked at me and yelled, "Billy, help!" And I realize I'm Billy, and I stand up and I'm yelling, "Emma, Emma, where are you?" No way, dude. Oh yeah, I call her Emma. And then I'm looking around all frantic and stuff, and this slimy, algae-covered hand crashes through the bottom of the boat and grabs a hold of my leg, trying to pull me down, too. And bam, just like that, I wake up in a cold sweat.
2: It's like what Emma was trying to say through the Ouija board.
3: Hey, Mare. Meredith, are you okay? Kurt, what time did you wake up from the dream?
1: I don't know. Around three? Oh, God. Meredith, what's wrong?
3: I woke up at 3 a.m. too from a Billy Emma nightmare. In a rowboat. You have got to be kidding me. This is seriously effed up.
1: We need to hear your dream. Uh, no. Mayor, just trust me, okay? Hey, we're all here for
3: you. Well, it was you and me, Kurt, and just like your dream, you're Billy and I'm Emma. We're going down the river in a rowboat, just chatting. I'm talking about how nice it is to spend time with you and how we're both worried that our families won't let us see each other. And then we pull up to a dock, and this guy, this guy I call Daddy, charges out of the bushes and attacks you with an oar, and then he holds you under, drowns you, and then he turns on me, calls me his little blossom and tells me to hush, go to sleep, while he strangles and drowns me. That's horrifying. Kurt, how is it possible that we dreamed the same dream at the same time? Wait, wait, wait. You're
4: sure it was three o'clock? For both of you?
3: Oh no, Shane, not you two.
4: I didn't have a dream, but I sure did wake up, and right at 3 a.m.
2: And? You
4: guys know how we live in front of the old putt-putt golf course? Yeah. You know how they have that old rickety sign out there? Well, I wake up, and I hear that thing creaking, like it's rocking back and forth in the wind, you know? But I'm listening, and there's literally no wind out there. So, I get up out of bed and go over to the window, and that sign is just swaying back and forth, back and forth. Nothing else is moving. No trees, no nothing. But that sign? Man, it looked like it was going to swing right off its post. It was swaying that hard. And then I hear it. This weird, maniacal laughter. It starts slow and then gets louder. And it sounds like it's right outside my window. Except, my window is on the second floor. I really don't like this. And then the laughter, the swing, just stops it never happened. I jumped back in bed, and I haven't slept a wink since.
3: Shane, did you say anything to Lachelle? I mean, I thought about it,
4: but she needs her sleep. And besides, I'd pretty much convinced myself I'd imagined the whole thing. At least until you two with your
3: nightmares.
1: Hold up, here comes Lachelle.
3: Unless my eyes deceive me.
1: With Drake?
3: I think he's
4: alright. I mean, he stopped by last night to check on Shelly. Seriously? And you let him
1: in? After Dark?
3: Hey guys, mind if Drake joins us?
1: Uh, yeah. No, that's, that's cool. Hey y'all.
3: <laughs> Why the long faces? You all look like you've seen a ghost. Guys, that was supposed to be funny. Shell. the fact is, we were just talking about last night, and we saw you coming- And you didn't want to upset me. I get it, I appreciate it, but I've had some time to sleep it off, and I'm all systems go.
0: For what it's worth, I was just feeling around on Ouija board 101. The thing people forget is that the board can feed off the subconscious of the people using it. So, since Lachelle and Shane were both focused on their mom, and the rest of you knew at least parts of that story, the board might have picked up on that emotional charge.
3: Which is why I want to officially sit in next time you guys use the board. Uh, no, we are not doing that again.
1: Uh, actually, I've been kind of meaning to tell you...
3: Wait, you already made a plan without me?
1: We did, yeah, but... Seriously, where's the harm? Given that you don't even believe in ghosts.
3: Ouch. For the record, I wasn't included either. What is this, elementary school? Boys against girls? Tyler, hey,
5: you're not gonna believe this. Oh, Michelle, hey.
2: It's cool, she knows.
5: Wait, what is it I know?
1: That we're meeting again on Thursday, and I am now seriously in the doghouse.
3: Yeah, because you're being a jerk.
1: Just trust me, okay?
3: what I say when we started dating? What did I say?
1: No secrets.
3: That's right. The one thing I asked. The one and
5: only thing. Um, okay, I clearly picked a bad time. N-
2: no, no, stay. I want to know what you dug up.
5: Will someone please tell me what's going on? All right, check this out. Daniel Crocker, 1958.
2: Look at that. He was on the football team.
5: A linebacker, yes, and seems like a pretty popular kid. He's in a bunch of pictures and in the years prior, too. Different social gatherings, more football stuff, woodshop, so on and so forth. But there's also a pattern.
4: I'm not seeing... wait, this other kid.
5: Exactly. In nearly every picture, he's hanging out with this kid named Jonathan Austin, also a football player and, as it turns out, retired and still living right here in Carbondale. Want to know where he used to work? Is it bad? Angelic Heights Mental Institution.
1: Whoa,
2: how creepy is that?
5: And would you believe he still has a landline?
2: (laughs) Makes sense. He's like, what, 80 years old?
5: Please tell me you didn't call him. I could tell you that, yes, but that would be a lie. You are all out of your minds. I only just got off the phone, and I told the very polite Mr. Austin that I wanted to interview him about his time on the football team for a story I'm doing for the school paper. And? I have an interview set up for tonight.
2: You are ruthless. You know that, right? It's what I do. Okay, Truman Capote. Try this. How far back can you go in the obituaries and whatnot?
5: If I go to the public library, I can access microfiche back to the early 1800s.
2: See if you can find the names Billy and Emma. Uh, Billy or maybe William. Uh, they would have died on the same day, probably in... What would you say, Kurt? You're the expert on costumes. Late 1800s?
1: I'd say 1850s to turn of the century. What are we talking about here?
2: Uh, Kurt and Meredith both had dreams about Emma and her boyfriend, Billy. You guys had a shared
0: dream? And now we're barely speaking.
3: Yeah, because someone is keeping secrets.
0: If you're having shared dreams, whatever those spirits are, they must be pretty powerful.
3: You say that like it's a good thing.
0: Make no mistake, those dreams were sent. They were probably sent as a warning.
3: Sent by who? Or what?
0: And what about Shane
1: with his moving sign and maniacal laughter?
4: Mine wasn't a dream, I can tell you that. I was wide awake.
0: Then that's something different. Uh, a special case. Related, for sure, but separate. Look, no one has to come. Uh, on Thursday, I mean.
2: But we've got each other, and we've got this crazy Ouija board, and maybe we can figure something out. Maybe even grant them some sort of closure. For Emma and Billy, I mean. I
4: think they need that, if you ask me. Maybe Mom does, too.
3: I already said, count me in. Shelley, are you sure? One mess miss it for the world. Well, where Shelly goes, I go, so...
1: Then it's settled. Same bat time, same bat channel. Thursday night, back in the loft.
3: No, this is stupid and you can count me out.
1: Come on, Meredith.
2: Let her go, man. She'll cool off.
1: Tyler, my girlfriend holds a grudge like Homer Simpson holds a donut. So, she eats the grudge?
5: See you all on Thursday. Hopefully by then I'll have some new intel on Danny, not to mention Billy and Emma.
1: And just like that, the Scooby Gang springs into action.
5: Well, the Scooby Gang minus one.
8: Hello. Are you Mr. Austin? You must be that girl from school. What was your name again? Lynn Hassler, sir. Lynn, that's right. Uh, sorry about that. My short-term memory isn't what it used to be.
5: That's all right. I completely understand.
8: You don't, but you will. Now, the house is a mess, so the best thing would be to sit out here on the porch.
5: That'll be fine.
8: You want some sweet tea? Uh, fresh brood.
5: No, thank you. I'm fine.
8: Pull up a chair, then. What can I do for you?
5: I wanted to ask you about your time on the Carbondale football team.
8: Well, let's see. I was on the freshman team in 55, and I went varsity in 56. Stayed on until graduation in 59.
5: And what position did you play?
8: Oh, I I ran the gamut, at least until I blew out my knee my senior year. I played pretty much every position, except quarterback.
5: Are you still in contact with any of the other players from back then?
8: (laughs) Well, half of them are gone now, and a bunch more moved away.
5: I'm curious. I've been looking through some of the old yearbooks, and it seems like you might have been friends with someone by the name of Daniel Crawford.
8: Danny was my best friend back then. Real stand-up fella. Give me the shirt off his back.
5: My understanding is he didn't make it through your senior year, is that right?
8: You've certainly done your research.
5: I was looking at some period newspapers, and it sounds like he had an accident at the school.
8: What exactly is this article you're working on?
5: Just, you know, sports, back in the day.
8: You're dredging up some bad memories here.
5: Please, Mr. Austin, I'm just trying to get a good picture of the team and any information you have on Daniel would be greatly
8: appreciated. Why are you so dang curious about Daniel? If he was such a good kid, then what is there to hide? Uh, Danny was a good kid and you won't ever hear anybody say differently. Never had a bad word to say and everybody liked him except for one kid, Gary Stevens. They were both competing for quarterback come junior year, neck and neck. But Gary got injured in preseason, so Danny got the spot. Thing of it was, Gary had a temper problem, and after the injury, he turned into a real powder keg. I'm talking about rage, and this was back in the day before we really knew what bipolar disorder was. But I'll tell you, Gary had it in spades. Anyway, that summer, towards the beginning of the start of the season, when he was, um, that's when the incident happened. The school was undergoing some renovations. A new auditorium is what it was, and some of us boys sneak into the construction area site. It's kind of become our hideout, place to kick back, relax, catch a smoke or a beer, or just general tomfoolery. There was this place high up in the site, like a loft. I think it turned into some kind of storage area, but we liked it, because it was concealed out of the way. They hadn't built the stairs yet, so there was just a ladder. And for the kids in the know, that was where we'd hang out. Well, me and Danny had agreed to meet up there after practice one night, but I got talking to the coaches, so I was Late getting there when I finally made it to the construction site, I heard Danny and Gary arguing up in the loft it was getting pretty heated and I'll never forget hearing Gary say you're gonna get what's coming to you I had one foot on the ladder that's when it happened I saw my best friend fall to his death
5: oh my god how terrible
8: it, it wasn't a long drop there was a pile of rebar at the bottom I've never seen anything so horrific and there was Gary up in the loft saying it over and over again he fell he fell
5: you think Daniel was pushed
8: I don't think it I know it not a doubt in my mind and sure there was a police investigation but Gary's family hired some big-shot lawyer more or less got him off
5: What does that mean, more or less?
8: You wound up in Angelic Heights Mental Institution over in Burnt Prairie.
5: That's where you used to work.
8: Tell me again how this relates to high school sports.
5: Just doing my research. Well,
8: I don't like it. And I don't appreciate you coming here under false pretenses.
5: Was Gary still at Angelic Heights when you worked there?
8: No, 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 we're done here.
5: He was, wasn't he, Mr. Austin? Time
8: for you to get off my porch.
5: I'm sorry, Mr. Austin, but don't you think Danny's story needs to be told?
8: Those families have been through enough, God love them. The way Gary's sister died and now her daughter this summer, more families cursed.
5: Wait, Gary's niece, the one who died this summer, was her name Harmon, Emily Harmon?
8: I am liking you less all the time.
5: But I'm right, that's Lachelle and Shane Harmon's mother.
8: Goodbye, little missy. Mr. Austin, please. You're not gone in about two ticks. I call the police.
5: What is happening right now?
1: I gotta say, thought I'd be the only early bird. Just here to help. Which I appreciate, especially since I know we got off on the wrong foot. But the fact is, you're not all that bad. That's the nicest thing anyone has said to me since I started school here. Hell is other people, right? Depends on the people. I'm just very protective of the Scooby gang, as you could probably tell. <laughs>
0: no worries, man.
1: You know what really put you in my good books is how you handled
0: Shell, getting her calmed down. Well, like I said, I've had some experience with my mob. I gotta say, this room, if we can even call it a room, is one crazy space. I know, right? It's like Goodwill and the Salvation Army took all the furniture they couldn't use and threw it up here. They lost our good fortune. Here, help me with this table. This table, though, this is nice. Heavy, old. Perfect for a seance? Every little bit counts.
3: Yeah, hey, fellas.
0: Christine
4: Scrappy in the house. Lachelle with you? Yeah,
1: plus Tyler and Lynn right
4: behind me. Any more weird laughter last night? Thank God, no. Actually, I had a good night's sleep.
1: Good. Can't have our future politician missing out on his beauty rest. Guys, you aren't going to believe this. Listen to what Lynn dug up.
5: Okay, so get this. I talked with Jonathan Austin, and he is convinced that Danny was pushed out of the under-construction loft by a kid named Gary Stevens. He didn't see the push, but he saw Danny land. Impaled on a stack of rebar. Gross. That's horrible. The icing on the gothic cake is... Oh, no offense. None taken. Anyway, Gary wound up in the Burnt Prairie Insane Asylum, the same place where Mr. Austin worked. Did they, I don't know, interact? He dodged that question pretty hard.
1: But it sounds like what Danny said on the board was true. He was pushed.
5: Seems that way. Wicked. Wait, hang on. Lynn, did you say Gary Stevens? First name Gary, last name Stevens. Shane, I think that's our great uncle.
4: So that'd be, what, Nana's brother?
3: Mom and Nana never really talked about him. Kind of the black sheep of the family. But yeah, I'm like 90% sure that she had a brother named Gary. And her maiden name was
5: definitely Stevens. All confirmed by Mr. Austin. I know I keep saying this. This is all completely crazy.
3: Yeah, except it all fits together. Like a puzzle interlocking pieces.
0: And it could explain quite a lot. How so? Remember what I said about spirits? How they feed off of what people bring to the room? If you touched on Shane and Lachelle's mom during the last session, that could have brought Danny right to the forefront. Think about it. Your mom, you, you're part of the bloodline of Danny's killer.
3: Mm, I don't like the sound of that. Can you not say that? How about instead of killer, we say the person responsible for Danny's death? How does making it formal make it any better? You're right. Either way, horrible.
2: Gang, don't think we're done yet.
5: Oh no, there's more.
2: Lynn and I went to the public library last night and scoured through like 500 years of microfiche.
5: Ten years. It was ten years from the mid-1800s.
1: And guess what we found. Please tell me you got something on Emma and Billy.
2: July 5th, 1874. Here's the printout. The bodies of two young missing persons were found along the banks of Big Money yesterday afternoon around 4 p.m. The bodies were identified as William Van Hoy and Emma Ublor, the progeny of the two prominent farming families in Jefferson County. The cause of death is suspected drowning, but at this time, foul play has not been ruled out. Bruising around the necks of the deceased indicate possible strangulation. Proof! Yes, Lynn, I love you.
3: Kurt, get off. This really doesn't feel like something we should be celebrating. I second that.
1: Okay, okay, I know. People died, and that's tragic and all. But it was a hundred years ago. More.
3: And apparently they're still right here with us.
1: Okay, point. But this, this right here is corroboration. We, us, the Scooby gang, we've actually tapped into the spirit world. Take that, ghost hunters.
5: And no one is more surprised than me.
2: Would you have even gone to the library if I hadn't pushed you?
5: No, but I'm glad you did. So, I'm kind of scared to ask, but what's next? We need more on your great-uncle, but Mr. Austin at this point is a dead-end. Lachelle, if there's anyone else... I don't know. Let me think about it.
1: So, are we cool to get things started? I take it Meredith isn't coming? Between being ticked at me and being freaked out by our dreams, definitely not.
3: I kinda wish I wasn't here either.
1: But you are. We've all got your back. So, I don't want to shock anyone, but I'll be letting Drake take the lead tonight.
3: Whoa. Did Kurt just cast himself in a supporting role? Be still, my heart.
1: There are no small parts. Just, just small
3: actors. actors.
0: I am broadening my horizons, thank you. Okay then, everybody gather around. Pull up a chair. Shane and show, either side of me. Alright, hands on the planchette. I am reaching out to any one of the spirits we made contact with earlier this week. We thank you for welcoming us into the space, and you are welcome here. We are opening ourselves up to conversation. If you can hear us, give us a sign by moving this device we are all touching right now. Move it through us.
4: There it goes.
3: This is freaky.
0: Clear your minds. Let the planchette do the work. Who am I speaking to here? D. A. And It's Danny. Sweet. Danny. Thank you for visiting with us again. We've done some research on what happened to you, Danny. See how I'm repeating his name? Helps keep his attention on us. Danny, last time you told us you were pushed from the loft. You didn't want to tell us last time who did that, but we think we know. Would you be willing to spell out his initials? Mm
3: -hmm. Yes. Go ahead, Danny. It's just making a figure eight.
0: Take your time, Danny. No reason to be frightened. There it is, guys. G. S. You spelled out G. S., Danny. Now, Danny, if we say the name of the person that pushed you, would you be willing to confirm that for us?
3: Mm-hmm. Yes.
0: Was it someone named Greg Schultz?
4: Wait, that's. Th- Shh,
0: let him answer. No. Was it Jerry Smith? No. Danny? Was his name Gary Stevens? Mm -hmm. Yes. Thank you, Danny. Now, what was happening right before you were pushed? Were you fighting? Yes. Were you fighting physically? No. So, it was an argument then? Yes. Danny? What were you arguing about?
3: T E A. M.
5: The football team? Yes. Can I ask it something?
0: Him. Ask him something. Go ahead.
5: Danny, what was the last thing Gary said before he pushed you? G? E. T. W
3: H A T S C O M
5: I N G U -u? Oh my god.
2: Lynn?
5: You're gonna get what's coming to you. That's exactly what Mr. Austin said he heard Gary say. And I didn't tell any of you guys, did I?
0: Not me. Nope. Welcome to the wild side, Agent Scully. Hang on, let's not lose him. Danny, you tried to warn us of something, that someone was coming. Did you mean Lachelle here?
6: No.
3: Thank God.
0: Who are you trying to warn us of?
3: E. M.
4: M. A. Emma.
1: That's Emma. You blurred. Gotta be.
4: Is Emma bad?
1: No. Why were you warning us about her then? T H E O T H E R The other? What's that supposed to mean?
3: The bad. Um, One. The bad one. Oh, this is giving me the chills.
0: Who is the bad one? It's just circling. It's okay, Danny. You can tell us.
3: No. No, you can't tell us?
0: Danny, is Emma here with you? (laughs) Yes. Do you think we can speak to her?
5: It's doing that
3: figure eight thing again.
0: Did we lose him? Give it a sec.
3: Mm.
0: Hello. Hello, is this Emma?
1: Yes. Hey Emma. Welcome back. Sorry we lost you last time. Are you feeling better tonight?
3: No. What's wrong, Emma?
0: Lonely. Why are you lonely, Emma? Mm -hmm.
3: No. Bill. No Bill.
2: Scared. Why are you scared?
3: D. (laughs) A. D. D... Y. Daddy. Emma, we think we know about your daddy. We are very sorry about what happened. Can you tell us what year you died?
4: 1874. Lynn, does that check out?
5: That was the date on the newspaper. Emma, why was your daddy so mad? Do you know?
3: B... A... Oh, no. Please, no. Baby.
0: Emma, were you pregnant?
3: Mm.
0: Yes. Oh, man.
4: Whoa, what's going on?
0: Emma, are you okay?
3: It's going crazy. I can barely keep a hold of it. Uh,
0: Emma, calm down, okay? It's all right.
1: Drake, have you ever seen this happen before? Never like this. Emma, slow down. It's all right. Emma? Emma, are you still with us?
0: Emma? Hello?
3: I think she's gone.
4: Wait, here it goes again.
1: What's it's spelling? W A N T. Emma, is that you still?
3: No. Then who is this?
1: W-A- want mm-hmm. W A And once again What do you want?
2: In? You want in? Who is this? D A D D Daddy?
5: That's it, I'm done!
2: Don't let go! It's still going guys! I, I think it just spelled out- Thank you
5: who is it thanking? This is really freaking me out.
2: Christy, please, sit down. It's cool, man, let her go.
5: Guys? <laughs> Come
2: on,
0: Christy, don't be a wuss.
6: Don't call me a wuss. <laughs> Guys, look at the shell. Oh my god, Shelly!
0: Her eyes are rolling back in her head. I think she's seizing. Shane, has she ever done this before?
6: No, Shelly.
4: Hey, Shelly.
0: Uh, get her on the ground. She's starting to convulse.
4: Shelly. Oh, no. Come on, please.
0: She's on the ground. Now what? Turn her head to the side. She's foaming at the mouth.
4: Oh, oh no. What do we do? I'm calling 911. Shelly, don't do this. Uh, somebody do something. Uh, come on. Get back. L- let Drake and Tyler handle this, man.
5: That's my sister, dude. Hello? 911. I'm calling from the high school, the theater wing. My friend is having a seizure.
1: Drake, wh- what are we doing? Grab her
2: leg. She's kicking.
5: He's here. He's here. Get, get him out. out. Get him out.
6: The Loft is an Evansville North High School production, brought to you by Garland Vision and recorded at Speak Intel Studios in Evansville, Indiana. Produced in conjunction with WPSR and the evansville Vanderburgh School Corporation. Written by Christopher P. Tyner with Mark Rickney. Directed by Christopher P. Tyner. Starring Avery Fine as Lachelle Harmon, Isaiah Crutchfield as Shane Harmon, Colin Kramer as Kurt Moreland, Kaylee Givens as Meredith Blessing, Alistair Tottenham as Lynn Hassler, Elijah LaRue as Tyler Schrode, Maribeth Hartsberg as Christy Hahn, Nick Roebling as Drake Schulteis, Brady Donninger as Gary Stevens, JC Doris as The Nurse, and Daniel Ward as The Orderly. And featuring Mike Kelly as Mr. Everett, Andy Lindauer as Jonathan Austin, Christopher P. Tyner as The Other, Clint Bird as Daddy, Gretchen Ross as Miss Julius and Lichelle's Mom, Eric Alltidy as Dr. Boyer, and Rick Kirsting as Mr. Dews. Additional voice talent provided by Corinne Gooch, Bryn Stevens, Grace Baker, Daniel Ward, Ian Blaylock, and JC Doris. Production manager Marley Snow. Technical crew and Foley work provided by David Kerchief, Anna LaGrange, Connor McCollum, Eddie Klenk, Andrew Meyer, and Elizabeth Davis. Additional art provided by Nina Spellman. Sound engineer Eric Smith at Speak and Tell Studios. Edited by Christopher P. Tyner. Produced by John Skinner. Business Manager, Jane Bernhardt. Production Assistant, Nina Lindauer. Commercials recorded and edited by the students at WPSR at the Southern Indiana Career and Technical Institute under the direction of Joe Beth Boots. The director would like to thank Kelly Tyner, J. Andrew Beatles, Andrea Drury, Robert Hunt, John Skinner, Jane Bernhardt, Tracy Duckworth, and Nina Lindauer. The Loft is a North High School Speak and Tell Studios production.